Hey there, guys. We're here out of the 256 with the TFS podcast. This is episode three. I'm Austin Green, your host. Uh, going to my left, we've got Jay Stone, a.k.a. Onyx Corwin. Look me up on social media. You already know if you've seen episode one and two, I ain't even going to waste time saying it. What about you, man? Dylan Thompson, DJ Big Dewey. Look me up on all, all platforms. Uh, pass it over to my left. What up, it's your boy M. Capone. Follow me on all socials, M. Capone. Well, uh, we're very happy to be here today with Mr. M. Capone. Uh, if you guys have not checked out episode two, please go back and check out Giles and Nation. Uh, I feel like that was a pretty good one, and we've got some heat coming here today. Uh, so just to get it started off, man, we try to ask everybody, uh, Capone, man, tell me a little bit about your background. Where are you from? I'm from Hobson City, Alabama. Okay, not too far from here. I feel you. And um, Hobson City is like, Hobson City is Anniston or it's outside of Anniston? Well, you can actually consider it Anniston or Oxford. Oh, okay. So really, Hobson City is just its own independent city. Okay, okay. It just gradually grants support from Anniston and Oxford. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Let's see. So when uh, did you get started as far as music? Any kind of background going way back? I don't care if you play recorder, man. <laughs> man, I started doing music back when I was like 14, 15. It was around the time my, uh, my uncle was getting out of prison and he introduced beatboxing, battle rap, all that to me. And I was like, oh, I want to rap. He was like, okay, okay, okay. So that's when it went from there. We sat down. I started learning how to write. Then it gradually turned to me going to a studio, laying down a track or two. But, you know, even as a kid, (laughs) people have failures. I have went through those failures even as a young artist, a little legend. So (laughs) to... Look, look on back then and then look at now, I can honestly say anything is possible with a lot of hard work and dedication. So it sounds like you came from humble beginnings, right? Yes, so sir. I've been recording you for a little minute now. Uh, you've actually told me a few stories about how you got started and uh, where you got started. Would you elaborate a little bit more on your humble beginnings as you recording yourself or going to a studio or something like that? When, when I was with my uncle, he would take me to studios and that's where I would really learn to perfect my craft in writing. Then he went to jail again and he got sent out to Montgomery. I used that time to perfect my craft on my own. And I started watching a show like The Rap Game. Okay, with Jermaine, yeah, yeah. Jermaine Dupree and all those guys, like all those kids were around my age at that time. So I was like, but shit, they could do it. I could do it too. So. Yeah. That's when everything really, that's when my, my motivation started. That's when it was like, okay, let's go, let's go. Then my uncle got sick and he passed away. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. Uh, after he passed away, he basically left a blueprint to me on his little formula on his rap craft that he made. He was like, if Jamaica could master this, 
he could pioneer something that's far greater than what he dreamed of, that he couldn't do. At that time, when my uncle passed, I was really lost. I was like, at the time, I was really thought, thinking about quitting. I was just like, I'm feeling like an average guy, you know, just work my nine to five, keep it that way. Then I found my uh, inspiration with Izzy. Another artist that we know different, Izzy, what's up? When he came to me, he was like, bro, I don't know why you would quit. You, you have a talent that you, you don't even know how big it is. You just need to hone in on it and master it. After we had our talk, I had a friend that had a little $50 uh, radio podcast set up. Yeah. Uh, but he used it to rap. Okay. So I was like, hey, bro, I'll trade you my PS4 for... Hey, that's smart right there. That's an investment. <laughs> I'll trade you my PS4 for the studio. Let me use it for the studio. He was like, okay, man. So the time that I had that studio, I was working off my phone on BandLab, learning how to put beats down, record myself and just keep going. And that's how I made all, most of my songs that are out right now. Wow. And it really don't sound that way either. Like, honestly, I thought you had like at least a laptop or some shit. I didn't know it was straight off the phone like that, bro. It don't sound that bad for real. That's wild though, good <laughs> shit, good shit. Man, uh, I hate to name drop, but uh, that song you showed me earlier, that was off of that same setup, that little $50 setup. You traded a PS4, and what came out of it, man? Somebody really liked that track, didn't they? Ricky Smiley. Ricky <laughs> Smiley, yes. Yeah, he's, he's pretty big around these parts. Man, for him to tell me that he loved this song and he, he personally wants me to keep going, it was almost like I found a newfound inspiration in rap because like rap gave so much to me and I wanted to give back to it. And now it's like, I'm starting to see the fruits of my labor that I've created. Yeah. yeah. And it feels so good to me and I want to keep going. That is really my inspiration. That's fine, dude. That's fine. I actually, Dylan over here, DJ Big Dooley, he uh, pulled up your Ricky Smiley performance on YouTube. He pulled that shit up and we watched it and I was like, okay, okay. Like I was turning up. I was like, I've heard this before. He showed me this and I saw Ricky Smiley. We, we both saw Ricky Smiley being goofy up there, but mm -hmm. like the biggest thing that stuck out to us and we talked about it too, like for you to be that good for Ricky Smiley to be like, hold on, hold on, hold up, y'all. Like interrupt the crowd from like giving you applause and like talking over them and shit. Like he was like, no, hold up, y'all, hold up, y'all. I, I know I'm up here joking and goofing around. That's just who I am. But like real talk, bro. That yeah, shit like, was serious, good. Serious, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a big name around here. That ain't just yeah, somebody small. Man, look, it was a big time thing for my mama. Right after she seen the performance, <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet she called. Oh, she was like, baby. God, "Man, look, my mom was recording on Facebook Live. I was like, mom, please, <laughs> look, I'm already sweating bullets out here. I'm just, I'm just doing my thing." And she was like, "Oh my baby." Man, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, man, look, appreciate, appreciate. <laughs> then to hear him say that I sound like a legend. Yeah. That gave me some really big shoes. I did, because that's coming from a local legend himself. Right. Like all the way from the 256 to the 404 people know that man. You know what I'm saying? So in order for him to say, like, hey, young king, like, 
keep doing your thing, like, and you going to be successful. If he sees that shit, I would say nine times out of ten, that man's correct. You know what I'm saying? He's helped a lot of people get put on. A lot of people. Yeah, he don't say that to just everybody. No. The man has been around long enough. He knows what he's talking about. He knows who he's dealing with. He's been in the industry longer than we were born. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah, for real, though. Um, well, man, give me some of your inspirations as far as uh, <laughs> artists in the game or retired, anything like that. You can drop just some favorites, but are there anybody that you draw, you know, some inspiration from? Off top is Lil Wayne. Lil okay. Wayne, really? Off top. That's crazy. Lil Wayne is a heavy influence on me freestyling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because he's such a free mind to how he creates his bars. It's crazy. And then it's the fact that he can keep up with this generation and you can hear stuff that he's made five, ten years ago and it's still masterpieces. Oh, yeah, facts. Yeah. Lil Wayne, J. Cole, uh, X, before he passed. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Lil Snoop. Lil Snoop, yeah. And Speaker Knockers. Okay, well, speaker knockers for hey, me. Me and, me and Austin like used to rub the speaker knockers back in the Big day. Big time, man. Yeah, we used to jam out to that shit, bro. He, he was definitely a major influence, especially on the fact that he was a producer and he wrote his own songs. Like he did everything himself. Exactly. One of my favorite things that speaker knockers ever did was the Rico trilogy. That storyline spot. That was pure storytelling. Pure storytelling. I mean, and just telling three songs. Not just one, but that whole story telling three songs that just pieced together so well, but also fit perfectly individually. Yes, yes. Like they could be standalone singles. Yeah. They're that good. Or they could like, like you said, play into that trilogy with the continuity and uh, seamlessness that yes. it had. And it, dude, I agree. That's honestly, that's, that is probably my favorite Thing speaker knockers had ever did like yeah absolutely because yeah. I mean nobody's ever done anything like that since no yeah Especially. I have one hundred percent agree no There's one's ever nobody that's that put a three part out series of a song that can match back to back but tell a whole story throughout the entire thing as well yeah it's just that's unheard of nowadays yeah facts true artist um so outside of music uh any other inspirations whether it come I know you uh, talked about your uncle earlier, but um, I don't know, man, just like pop culture or sports, anything like that, co-workers, friends, family, all that good stuff. Uh, truth be told, my family plays a big role in my rap career. Uh, as far as like any other inspiration, I re- back then, nobody really believed in me, period. Like they were just like, Shh. So I had to find my own newfound inspiration within myself first. Yeah. Before I could move forward with anything. And when I found my inspiration in myself, I continued to move forward. And that's what really got me grinding towards continuing pushing out music. Because music really saved me. Right after my uncle passed, I, I was completely lost. I didn't know what to do. I, didn't, I basically didn't have no no drive, no push to life. Until I sat back and I thought, what did he leave for me to keep pushing for? Yeah, okay. 
And that's what music was for. And ever since then, music has just been a major role in my life. No matter where I'm at, you will catch me with some headphones in my ears. <laughs> Whether it's me freestyling or just me listening to myself or me listening to another artist, I, I'm always listening to music. Some good shit right there. I know you've told a story to me and Jay before, and I know Austin hasn't heard this. Some of the viewers probably haven't. But would you like to tell everybody how you got your name, M. Capone? I'd love to hear that story. It's interesting. Yeah, that is a good ass story. I like that. Uh, okay. It was a group that I was with. They were called LOU, Loyalty Over Unity. They were basically a music group. Everybody had their own, you know, little nicknames, whatever. When it, but when it came to me, they, you couldn't really put a name to me because I was just like, well, everybody just called me Mike. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, uh, I guess that's my rap name. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> so it was like, nah, 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 nah. So we, uh, me, and my, me and the guys, we sat down and they was like, okay, let's, let's think some characteristics about you. Well, we know you all about business. We know you are about money first and you are a protector. So one of the friends was like, come on. I was like, that do sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, okay, Luke Capone. I was like, okay, that's my name. Like repping your group and your like right. singularity within that group at right. the same time. Then me and the group, we separated and I changed it from Lou to M, which stands for like anything, money, might. It really doesn't matter. It's just yeah. M Capone. That's fun. That's fun. That is one of my favorite stories here. It's right there, dude. Cause that's like, that's so motherfucking genuine. Like everybody like Post Malone and fucking Juice World and all these big, like big rappers, like, I've heard them say from their mouths in interview, like Post Malone, deadass went to a rap name gener website, generator website yeah, and typed in his fucking first and last name. And then it, the first option that popped up was Post Malone. And he went with that. Like deadass and same with Juice World, And like same with like all these like little rappers, like Lil Yachty, Lil Tekka, Lil Uzi Vert, all that shit. Like that's crazy. But yours is so genuine. It comes from that place of like brotherhood, you were with those guys through thick and thin. And as far as being a protector, I can tell you right now, there have been some times where like, where I went, like we've been talking like, and you caught me posting on social media about people sneak dissing and shit. Cause I think that shit's so dumb, bro. Like if you're going to sneak diss somebody, you might as well just like talk to a man to man face to face, get that shit worked out and let bygones be bygones. But you, I remember you slid up on my Snapchat story. It was like, hey, bro, you need me to slide? Like, <laughs> like you need me to slide? And I was like, no. Nah, nah. No, I believe it. I believe it. When it comes to somebody that I care about, it does not matter. I will do that time behind you. Because my intentions are going to always be pure towards anybody. I respect everybody as an individual. And when you disrespect me, that's a whole nother story. Okay. Yeah. Well, man, uh, just to poke around a little bit more, do you keep up uh, NFL, NBA, college sports? Who are you repping? Look, college, 
roll tie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, he likes to hear it. Yes, sir. Man, of course, you got to separate the war eagles. We're out of body right here the way it is, man. Hey, I'm a big Auburn fan, but as far as y'all in Georgia, I wish you would have put them dogs in the dirt. I can't stand nothing more than a cocky hey, bro, Georgia fan. Let's not talk about it. Let's not. Oh, I know Fox Spurhawk, you're probably listening to this. He's a bassist in our band, the Sunshine Crooners. I know. I know he just heard that and went crazy, bro. I know. He's like, yeah, go dogs. And I'm like, God damn, fuck, fuck them dogs, bro. Mm. Fuck that. How, man, how does a quarterback the size of our buddy Nathan, how does he, <laughs> how, did, how did that happen? Like, I ain't mad at him though, bro. He's yeah. got a fucking cannon to be like 5'9", 165 pounds. He's got yeah, a cannon bro. on him. That That's whole defense went in the first round of the NFL draft. Oh, yeah, their defense, was pretty, <laughs> like, their defense was pretty legit. Scary. Big as hell, too. Scary. This year, this year yeah. is going to be wild too. Because Texas is crazy. Their recruiting class is fuck. They've signed like the top ten five star recruits. I don't know if you guys have got that. I saw Archie. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, like they've they've got like seven of the top ten top like five star recruits. Mm. Everybody is deep committing and committing to Alabama. What's this team? And that's that's true too. Yeah. Like I've seen I've seen a lot of people decommit from like like Big Ten and Pac-12 schools and go to Alabama. And I'm like, what does Nick Saban have up his sleeve for this year? I mean, hey, some of those conferences are getting weak. I mean, Pac is about to lose USC and UCLA. They already did. It's confirmed. It's confirmed. Uh, They're actually moving conferences in 2024. So after this season, they'll move conferences. So, you know, if – you're a new recruit and you're trying to get on TV, make sure all them scouts see you. Facts. Everybody at home knows your name before the draft even comes around. I'd go to Alabama. Where else are you going to be a guaranteed pro prospect? It's a machine going through there. No, yeah. it's They literally just fucking yeah. pop out NFL draft each like it's a fucking factory out there, bro. Yeah. That's, that's just the SEC in general, though. Like, real talk. As far as, like, NBA, have you guys been seeing what's been going down with that? That shit was crazy. And I would just like to say, like, KD and Kyrie have the whole fucking league at a standstill, y'all. Everybody's waiting on what Brooklyn's going to do in order to make their next moves. Yep. And a lot of people are saying Kyrie's going to the Lakers. I know me and you talked about that earlier, Bill. Kyrie might be going to the Lakers. I don't see that happening, but I also don't see him going anywhere else. Because he also did just opt back into his player option at Brooklyn. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, he actually, before the news got released that, or I guess a rumor, that <laughs> the Lakers were looking to acquire Kyrie Irving, he actually was deciding to opt back into Brooklyn to play. And then everybody thought, well, KD's probably going to opt back in the state, but I think Ben Simmons is the catalyst there, dude. No one wants to play with Ben Simmons. He's, I don't know, he's still a slaw, bro. Like he, <laughs> he's got a lot of fucking work to do as far as developing his jumper. He ain't got no three ball, not for real, for real. And the one time he decided to take one in game, it went in. But he ain't take one any time after that. And yeah. when it did, it was brick because he decided to just pull up from anywhere. So, and as far as like John Wall. Going to the Clippers, man. Yes, sir. Solid fucking pickup. Now they got John Wall, Kawhi Leonard, the Claw, man, and PG3. That is some shit. That's my guy, Kawhi. And I feel like this might be the best. If you put PG at the two, I know that's a big lineup. That is a huge. But John Wall at the one, as far as like perimeter help. 
Oh, well, Kawhi to... can go play the post. Yeah, you know he can block dunkers in and the he leg. can get rebounds. I mean, real tall. Yeah, um, if he's healthy and everybody's full send, I'm ready to see what the Clippers can do. LA is going to be crazy this season either way. Yeah. Whether you go Clippers or LA Lakers, that shit that's going to be crazy to see what happens. Because I'm hoping, I'm hoping, bro, that they trade Russell Westbrook. We went over this in our first podcast, yeah. bro. I'm hoping they give his ass away. He does belong on somewhere, some somewhere like the Nets, though. He belongs on somewhere like the Nets, where he can be the ball carrier, like he was at OKC, the triple double king. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just gonna be real. Russell Westbrook's one of those all-time Hall of Famers that's not gonna get a ring. It's just not gonna happen for that man. I could see it. I I hate it. I love the dude's game. Ferocious is all get out. I mean, he's a dog. Um, well, man, Capone, what are you looking forward to as far as the music industry, whether it be locals, some of your favorite artists? What's popping off later this year that you wait on? I definitely got a lot of music that I plan on dropping. I also look forward to working with a lot of new artists. I definitely want to get in touch with some big name artists as well as was something that I'm hoping for. And Through Ricky Smiley, that's possible too. That's possible. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, you've already done one song with another artist. We've got, it hasn't been released yet, but another artist we work with, Tay, uh, Almighty Tay. Y'all, I know I heard yeah, you been recording with him, but I know that shit's gonna be fire. We got a lot coming. of heat coming. Got a lot of heat. But other than that, look, just shoot for the stars. There is no limit to this. Yeah. So who are you? Uh, you said you, you listen to Lil Wayne, J. Cole, and shit. Uh, are there any other big-name artists that you like to listen to that maybe they... Cause I, do you listen to Roddy Rich? I do. So he's I know he's about to drop a... No, he just he did. He Boy, already, he already he dropped it? You didn't see that? No, I ain't see it. Bro, yeah, he's, uh, he's been No that. way! I bro, he dropped what? I've been under a fucking rock, bro. Anyway. Like, so, I was just posting on a story and shit. Damn, that's crazy. I need to go listen to that. I ain't listen to it yet. Some shit. I don't know if he dropped the whole album or just a couple singles. Maybe just a couple singles. Because I, I feel like if it was the album, I would have heard about it. But I know he's supposed to be dropping something soon. Are you excited about that? Definitely. 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 That's 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 going to be something that, I, like like Giles said last episode, like, my phone's on Do Not Disturb. My headphones are in straight up for an yeah. hour and a half. Like, I'm listening to that shit. Um, I know J. Cole dropped a year ago. The off season. How did you feel about that album? Look, top tier as always. What would you place it in your all time like top five, if it even is in the top five? Because I know Lil Wayne's got like what fucking ten albums that are almost like six tuple platinum or yeah. some shit not like to that. Count like, the mix yeah, yeah so now they count the mix tape. And now Roddy Rich dropped uh, three songs recently. Oh wow! Uh, wow! It's, it's labeled as a single, but it, uh, he called it the big three. The big three. Huh. Real talk, Tootsies, and No Ma. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give that shit a listen. Yeah, bro, I, I've given it a little listen. It's not bad at all. I'll it's fun. Yeah, I'll fuck with it. Heck yeah. And as far as like local artists, and even like some bigger local artists, maybe from the 404 or even the 256 or 205, because I know, uh, isn't Big Yavo? He's from Birmingham or some shit, right? So, like, when or how would you 
hope to get in contact with these people? Maybe like, what's your timeline looking on that? What goal do you set for yourself in order to be able to make that happen? To be told, I always set a, a, a timeline on myself. Hopefully I get, I can work with these artists really as soon as possible. Whenever I can get in touch with them, that's when I want to work with them. That's fast, that's fast. Um, well, man, when we do get in touch with people, I'd like to pick into your mind. Uh, I'm not an artist myself, dude. I mean, I have no musical bone in my body. So I like to interview guys like y'all and see, like, what kind of vibes do you like to set up, like, before the studio? I mean, do you have, like, some little pet peeves? Like, man, I hate it when somebody's doing this, when I'm trying to record some stuff. Like, hmm. Well, the vibe I always want to set in the studio is I want everybody to just let your imagination fly. Regardless of whatever we're working on, let your imagination fly. Because I'm going to always do it when I'm recording. I always want to uplift the spirits of everybody in the room. Yeah, don't hold back. Don't hold back. None at all. Facts, facts. I like that. Always be yourself. If you can't be yourself, who are you supposed to be? One hundred percent. Like, and there's some artists that that like we've talked about getting features with, and they're like, "Well, how hard do you want me to go?" Or like, they'll feature on our shit, and they're like, "How hard do you want me to go?" And I'm like, one hundred. Like, I'm never gonna let you know. I'm never gonna say anything less than one hundred percent. Like, if you don't give me your one hundred percent, I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's the kind of guy that you set out to be like, okay, this is me right now for the next two motherfucking hours. I'm balls to the wall. You're getting everything out of me that you can. And I've, I've even heard it too. Like, like we just got done with the session and this man, first off, fastest dude I've ever recorded, swear to God. Second, the amount of lyrical wordplay in these two songs that we just recorded was bar, bar none, like the best shit you come in here and said. Like, and that's, that's what five other songs, four other songs that you've recorded here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's some shit. And to see that, to see your progression like that, like to see that vibe be set so motherfucking quick when you come in here, you're like, you're like, I play a beat and you're like, you're hopping on that shit, just freestyling. It's not even your beat, but you're like, you know what? Let me get in the fucking zone real quick. I got to say some shit. I got some shit to say. And I'm like, okay, that's a motherfucker. This guy came here to work. And I'll never forget the first time you came in here, bro. I was playing, I was like mixing some shit, finishing up a little touch, so some little touches to something. And you had started going crazy. It was that little ukulele beat. Do you remember that shit? That like ukulele I, yeah. type shit? And you you were going crazy. Me and Dylan looked at each other because you had you were like walking around the room and I was like, and he looked at me, he was like, he just nodded his head. That's all we needed to say, bro. Like just that like telepathic communication almost. You we were like, yeah, this motherfucker is bowed, dog. Like and most of the time people come in here and freestyle and they like, it ain't shit. Like they, they say the same shit that I've heard Lil Wayne say, or they just straight up steal bars. Yeah. And I'm like, this ain't going to work, bro. Like you got to come up with something original. Like, cause as a producer, I feel like it's, it's, and like, since we try to be like on a, on a little bit of a personal level with anybody, with everybody in here, like, like I would say like we're, we're, we're friends low key. Like, so it's my job and duty as a friend and a producer to let an artist know when something ain't hit. Like, 
it's and I've definitely had to like, yeah, I've definitely had to like talk to a few people that's coming in here and be like, all right, Leo, you can do this better. So we're going to do this right now. And then if you want to, you can practice that and then come back and we can re-record it. And that's happened too. Like artists are open to that. You know, you can't be a dickhead when you do it. You can't be like, Hey bro, this ain't it. Fucking garbage. I ain't doing it. Come back another day. Like, no, nah, let's work on this shit. Go practice it. And if you want to come back and we'll redo it. But if you like the way it sounds, then let's carry on. Carry on with this product we got right here, right in front of us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the other dude I just got done recording, yeah, yeah. What up? Yeah, yeah. Um, he actually was listening to a song that we had recorded like two weeks ago. And it's for his kids. It's a beautiful song. But it's for his kids. And he was like, actually, bro, let me tell you what. I was like, what's up? He was like, let me, let me redo all that. I was like, what? You want to redo all this right now? He's like, he's like, yeah, just, just plug me in right at the beginning. I promise there's going to be no breaks. You're not going to have to plug me in anywhere. One take throughout the whole like two minute, 30 second, three minute song. And he did that shit. He I heard it. Like, yeah, he really did that shit. And I was like, okay, okay. Like yeah, you were not fucking Whenever around. Whenever we say we don't need one take, you do a little just. It's how you got Facts, do. bro. And I've, I've like, I've recorded you a couple times where you're like, and normally we do bar by bar. That way everything lines up precisely in shit because your flow is crazy as fuck. Like your flow is crazy as fuck and you need to be able to breathe during that shit too. So like I doing bar by bar, I don't mind. But there's been a few times where you come in here and you just like going off and I don't want to stop recording. And sometimes we don't. Like I remember this one time, like we had to finish a, a recording session that we had started about a week prior. You came in and you were like, hey, play it, plug me in right here. And then you got like a whole 16 bars in one take. I was like, this is, yeah, yeah, bro. Like we, we fucking finished with that shit now. Like that, that wasn't shit. And you're like, yeah, bro. Uh, I told you, bro. I've been, I've been listening to it. I've been writing. I've been practicing. Preparation is really key sometimes when you coming inside a studio. And I had learned that a long time ago, like from the old times that used to come up, they used to tell me, whenever you go into a studio, know what you're going to do. Know what you're going to say. Because you don't want to waste nobody's time while you're in there. Because it could be another artist coming in behind you. Facts, facts. And I used to always, even now, I still prep myself. Even with my freestyles, I prep. Yeah. Well, man, that's a perfect little intro to what I was going to ask. What's your writing process like? Man, I've heard you maybe two, three times, and I haven't heard you repeat a bar. Yeah, that's that's some shit that I, when you said Lil Wayne, I thought about that. I didn't say it. I wanted to while we were talking about it, but I didn't say it. I'm like, if he said it's Lil Wayne, first off, Lil Wayne said sometimes it'll take him up to like four or five years to write a song just because he doesn't want to reuse lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. we saw that quote together while we were here chilling. And I was like, damn, that's fucking crazy. Imagine waiting four years to finish a goddamn song just because you don't want to say anything that you've said before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that, like Austin said, as your producer, I've never heard you fucking reuse a lyric. Like, okay, this is a little secret that I've developed from my uncle's blueprint. Back when I was writing, he uh, taught me how to rememorize what I was writing. So I was like, instead of writing it, why don't I freestyle hundreds and thousands of times and memorize the cadences? Why don't I memorize the flows? Instead of 
instead of memorizing lyrics, because why would I memorize the lyrics? I don't want to use them again. I just need to memorize the flow. Yeah. Yeah, that's far. I ain't never thought about it that way because like Jay-Z, I remember watching an interview that he did and uh, he kind of had the same uh, same process when it came to his freestyles, except he said he always remembered the lyrics. And I always thought about it like, well, if you remember the lyrics and those are stuck with you, like once you eventually run out of new material, but then I think back to like, no, he could always write more. But then he's got to take the time to remember those lyrics rather than just like, I know some freestyle artists like you, you'll be in here and you're like, hey, run that bar back. And I'm like running that bar back. And then you say the bar right after that. And you're like, all right, plug me in. I'm like, that was fucking, you took four seconds on that. And you're like, all right, yeah, I know. And I'm like, click. And then bar after bar after bar after bar, just like that. Yeah. And it's all, all because of the cadence. And I never thought about it that way because like I said, I heard Jay-Z, you know, one of the greatest of all time. I like to call each flow a chapter. Okay. So like with every flow it's a chapter of me being released. With every song it's a piece of me being released. That's what I want the audience to catch. Cause I'm whenever I'm spitting, it's purely coming from my heart, my soul. The wordplay is just there. But what I'm spitting purely comes from the heart. That's fine. That's fine. The most genuine product you can put out. The most genuine product. <clears throat> well, as far as keeping it genuine, uh, what do you look for in either uh, another artist or a producer before you get to work? Are there little things that you see people do and you're like, uh, me and him could make some fire together? You know what I mean? They're like, damn, that's the kind of beats he be making? I could murder one of those. Man, <clears throat> whenever I'm listening to another artist or just another artist is just freestyling to me, what I'm really looking for is do you feel it in your soul Yeah. when you spitting this or when you freestyling this or when you singing this? Because if you don't feel it, I can't work with you. Music got to be coming from the heart. And I that, that's my philosophy. Music has to come from the heart because if it doesn't, nobody will relate to it. Yeah. So whenever you step into a studio, it's like you're putting a piece of yourself Absolutely. into every song, into every beat. That is you, soul. And whenever, just like whenever you're producing a beat, you're, you're looking for your other 50%. The beat is you 50%. The other 50% is the artist that comes through and puts their 50% to your 50%. Now, boom, you got a whole masterpiece. That is, that is a good way to look at it, too. It's like two halves of, of the same whole pie. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one ever wanted a fucking half an apple pie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they either want the full thing like the full piece, like if I'm, I'm not going to split my piece with someone else, you know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you, if you bring me an apple pie and like a half apple pie and I got a half apple pie, let's put those two halves together and make a whole, you know what I'm saying? But if you come to me with a piece of apple pie and expect me to make the other 88% of that apple pie, yeah, mm-hmm. like it, that, that shit just ain't going to happen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you got to put just as much in here as I'm putting in or else the product is going to be shit. And at the end of the day, I feel like even when you're collaborating with, like, with other artists and shit, I feel like if that does happen and say like, say you feature on somebody's shit and you brought the absolute best you could, uh, like like you walked out of that session feeling like that's the best shit I've ever did. That's the best shit I've ever done. And they hit you up and they'd be like, yeah, I wasn't really feeling that, but I'm glad you did good. And I'm be like, well, that's my shit now. Like if you didn't put your all into that, 
and I did, and that other producer, and that producer matched what I did based off what you did, like that's my shit now. Like if I, and if I know I bodied someone, or if like you know you bodied someone as a feature on their track, like, like low key, the song Gang Gang with Polo G featuring Lil Wayne, that's not a Polo G track, bro. That is a fucking Wayne track. And it's because he bodied Polo G. In like, Wayne, straight yeah. up. Straight yeah. up. I feel like that's a good way to look. Can I go on back to that? Uh, you know, how did how did you get in touch with Jay? And what made you decide to you know, start working with him? Because yeah, honestly, I forgot and don't know. Like, okay, how uh, you got sent my way. This was really around the time where I still had my little podcast set up. And I was uh, wrapping off my phone. Okay. I had got in touch with different and he was like, bro, you bro, you need to go to an official studio, like a studio studio. And I was like, well, I don't really like nobody down here where I'm at. Do you know anybody that I can go to? He was like, I got the perfect man for you. His name is Jay Stone. He gave me your socials. And that's when I hit you up from there. And I was like, hey, my boy different. Yeah, because yeah. I remember the so message. I remember the message, you're like, hey, a different sent me your way, told me you could record. And like, I'm not gonna flex, like my social anxiety, especially since after COVID, like I still have low key yet to get out of that COVID social, like distancing mindset. But the producing and shit's really helped that because you have to meet other people mm-hmm. in order to get where you wanna go. Like I see myself here, but if I'm doing the same shit that I'm doing right now, right here, I'm not gonna get here. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So breaking out of that shell is important, but like, I'm like this with every new guy that comes through here, man, because you never know what people will do what, and, and the reasons why they're doing this shit. And so I was like hella anxious the first time we met, bro. And then like all that anxiety faded away within the first five minutes. And it's because the way you opened yourself, like I was expecting like, because first off, when you said M. Capone, I already knew like the history behind like Al Capone, like being a businessman and a fucking gangster. He don't fucking he don't mess he don't mess around with nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, I already knew the history. So I was like, if that is why this motherfucker got that name, this is gonna be some hard ass tatted up. And you are tatted. I ain't got nothing against tattoos. I'm about to be tatted myself. I already on my way. But like just like prison body like motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But just like this dude came in and complete opposite of what I what I was expecting. Like came in with your kid. And your girl, which I think is fucking spectacular, by the way. And like anytime I see, like anytime I have an artist, like, hey, can I bring my kid? Fuck yes, bring your kid, bro. Like, fuck yes, bring your girl. I want you, I want them to see what you do and your passion. Like, I want them to see what you're in love with. You know what I'm saying? So it'll that's, bleed on yeah, the so end. It's gonna make a difference, you know, when they see you doing what you love to do, then compared to just hearing it at the end of the day. Yeah. They're gonna look at you different when you're, you know, seeing you do it, and be like, "Damn, you know, he, he's really doing this shit. He's really putting his all into it. It ain't no, it ain't no bullshit. He's just coming up with this shit. Nah, he, he's really doing it." Facts, yeah. and that that gives them an extra reason to support you too. Like if they exactly. already had a little bit of doubt, there, like that doubt is now solidified in certainty. Like especially like with kids too, because like, like people bringing their kids in here, I can't stress enough. Like I love that shit. Like J Cole said. Um, Saw J. Cole, 21. yeah, 21 Savage. He's like, he had his kids <laughs> up in the studio. There's nothing more that I fuck with than that. Yeah, that's stand up. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that, that's fucking true. Because like, if your kids see that, then they can get passionate and excited about something like that too. Whether it be sports or fucking 
dancing or fucking like playing an instrument or like whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like they can be, they can realize like, holy shit, my daddy or my mommy is so fucking passionate about this. And that makes me want to do some things too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of talent and finding a passion and stuff, that is a big identity to who M. Capone is. That's who he stands up for. The ones that don't know who they want to be or they're forced to be something that they're not. Facts, facts. Be who you want to be. Go chase your dream. Do not, I do not give a damn how old you are or where you at in life. Wherever your passion is, go towards it and do not stop until you get there. Absolutely. That's what we're all trying to do here. You know, this podcast may not seem like a whole lot, but at the end of the day, you know, this is us doing what we're trying to do to get us where we want to be. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, because at the end of the day, this is going to give us exposure. This is going to give you exposure. This is going to give any guests we you know, get on here exposure. But it's going to also let their fans know who they are, where they come from, you know, their background. Just let them know more about the artists that they're listening to. So that way it doesn't feel like just another big-name artist. Oh, this person's blowing up, doing doing good music, you know, making good music. But, you know, at the end of the day, they can actually get to know you and maybe sometimes relate to, you know, some of the shit you've been through or you know, how you came up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes yeah. a huge difference in people's lives seeing shit like that sometimes. No, it really does. And, like, I've seen a couple of interviews and podcasts with, like, bigger artists, and I'm like, damn, like – some They're your, a completely yeah. different person from their persona that they push out as an yeah, artist. And some of your favorite artists, you have no idea what their background was. You have no idea the shitty beginnings they started at to get where they are now because they don't act like it all the time. Fact. But to actually you know, get to sit down with them and hear that story, that changes your whole perspective on them as an artist, as a person. You know, It, it, it just helps you see who they are. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, as far as uh, getting exposure, I know... Again, that Ricky Smiley performance had to give you a little bit of help as far as views and people reaching out to you. Um, man, tell me a little bit about that. I can't imagine. You know, this was like a little bit of a, oh, okay, I'm going to be on a podcast. But I can't imagine being on something like Ricky Smiley. I know you said you were sweating bullets. Mama's in there on Facebook Live. <laughs> she so uh, It was a karaoke show. That uh, Ricky Ricky Smiley host, uh, he offered me out to perform one of my songs. Okay. So at the time before the show started, I was like, uh, "Okay, I'm gonna try to figure out what song I'm gonna perform." I'm like, "I don't know what song I'm gonna perform." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, well, forget it. I'm thinking Section Eight, baby, because I know that song relatively well, and I love that song. It's a good song. Very good song." So I was like, okay, I'm gonna try to send this up. Files to be. So I was like, oh, goodness. Okay, it's like maybe five minutes to so I'm still scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm still trying to figure out what song I'm gonna do. And I was like, I got it. That was my respect. That was my respect. That's another classic. Cause I was like, me and me and Ricky was having a conversation on the stage last performance about respect. So I was like, okay, so I know for a fact this will hit. So I sent it to DJ Shape. Boom. My time comes up. I'm really, whole time, I'm terrified, shaking in my boot. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Then I just get straight into it. But once I started rapping, I, 
I felt like there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was really rapping to myself because zone. of the spot, like I was in that zone. But once I heard everybody was like, yeah, yeah, you know, everybody was cheering me on. I did this with it just it lit a fire up under that ass. Fire. Yeah, sir. Yeah. And I just I did it. And that's when Ricky smiled, it was like, man, that is really good. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, keep it up, man. Yeah, I saw that at the end of the video, man. And like I said, like it takes a lot of what Ricky Smile is seeing out of a person for him to shut down his whole show for like 10 or 15 seconds and be like, no, nah, bro. Like, you really got something. That shit was genuinely good. Like, he even should, like, he was like, no, nah, no, nah, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like, I know I'm out here goofing around and shit, but like, that was good, bro. Like, and that, that was like, you could hear it. That was so genuine. Like, he was like in shock and awe. So, like, round of fucking pause to you for that. Like, that is, that's some shit. That is and the shit. crazy thing is he he took the time out of his day to go search up my song on YouTube wow. and listen to it and leave a comment. Oh, yeah, that's, that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, man, absolutely. And it's just a real feeling. Thank you to Ricky Smiley for being my biggest support. And it really means a lot to me because of where I started to where I am now. And it's I swear it's on it's the only thing again. Absolutely. I believe it too. Real talk, like you're destined for great things, my guy. Destined for great things. Yeah, we're glad we get to work with you, man. Yeah, it's always a fun time having you in the studio. Yeah, you always got some good vibes coming in here. Never a low moment. You know what I mean? Just always a good time. Yes, sir. Well, uh, speaking of great things to come, um, can we get a little hint at some new music coming out? Any singles? I'm gonna go ahead and let you know now. I'm definitely gonna drop two songs. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna spread no names, no nothing. <laughs> I'm just let you know yeah. hey, it's two singles coming. They believe they home. Okay. Okay. And uh, I agree. <laughs> as far as uh, where people can catch you right now, where are you available to listen to? I'm available on YouTube, SoundCloud. I just recently got cleared for Spotify. I'm also working on Apple iTunes. And so your new songs will be released on right. all, basically all platforms. So we like here you know, we love we love getting artists, you know, make sure they're on all platforms, not just you know, SoundCloud is good, YouTube is good, but at the end of the day, you know, if you don't have your music on like the normal app, Spotify, Apple Music that people use all the time. Right. And you know, a lot of people do use SoundCloud, but at the end of the day, people, 90% of people use Spotify or Apple Music more than anything out there. Fair. It's just easily accessible. Everything's there that they want. You know, it's, it makes it so easy for them. So having your music on there, you know, is a big deal. So I'm glad to see you, you know, you're getting, you're getting everything set Brands up for that. Have, yeah. Well, um, before we close this thing down, is there anything you want to tell all the fans? Any, it's your boy M. Capone. Stay tuned. A lot on the way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Instagram handle. Go ahead, plug it. Instagram. M. Capone ninety five. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's see. Um, any other social media you want to shout out? Just Instagram right now. Yeah, currently just Instagram because okay. that, that's the best place you can reach me. Man, you would be a hell of a TikTok personality, bro. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I said the same thing, but I, I'm 
I'm old school. I don't, I don't get into the that. new social media channels. Well, uh, again, thank you for coming by. Really appreciate the time. Uh, glad we got to sit down. Another great artist coming out of the 256. Thanks, thank you guys for listening this far. Um, and hopefully you'll hear us again here at a TFS Studios. Y'all have a great one. Yes, sir. See y'all. Yeah.